Hey everybody, it's Bevan with some pre-roll here to tell you all about the best way to support the podcast, which is my Patreon page. Patreon is basically a web infrastructure that allows people like you to support creators like me who create like a membership site, but I don't have to do any of the backend work. So thank you, technology. Thank you, Patreon. Um, the things that I offer in my membership are weekly online aerobics with me. Let's do aerobics together. Let's move. Uh, minimum participation is just showing up and cheering along. You can do that. Um, and I really believe in mindset. Um, I love teaching aerobics. I draw inspiration from Richard Simmons and Miss Piggy primarily. And um, and then, you know, just like add a lot of experience that I've had as a drag performer um, to all of this and like a lot of like bright gender um, mashed with positive mindset stuff because I really do believe that like our mind creates our reality and I love to connect people to their bodies in new ways by talking about philosophies I've learned in the body liberation movement. And I love to infuse all of that together. I think that um, people walk away transformed in whatever way they need to uh, from those weekly online aerobics. And so that's all at patreon.com slash FKDP. It stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, which is the name of my aerobics class. I have a 10-minute, a 20-minute a 45-minute and a 50- to 60-minute class to choose from at any one time. And just a little note about my 45-minute class, because that's the class I'm going to drop on Monday, um, is this one coming up. They're all, every single 45-minute class is meant to be a canna size class. And by canna size, I mean I specifically choreograph it to be accompanying a cannabis experience, whether that's just taking some CBD some like tincture to like drop into your body a little bit more. Or if it's um, getting just stone, like smoking a J with your bestie or um, doing something that's like a mindful practice where you're, you know, maybe taking an edible so you can drop into your body more and just like kind of turn off the a-hole in your brain. Um, and so the movements we do corresponds to that experience. We do a lot of repetitive movement. Um, I love a line dance for a can size class. If you've never done a... <laughs> If you've never gotten stoned and done a line dance, may I suggest that for your bucket list? It's a fun experience. Um, so we do a lot of stuff like that. And um, this week's class that I just taught, I taught in the woods. Um, and so I'm excited to share the woods that I live in with you as part of this class. Some of the classes I record are just for us. And then some of the classes I record are like a live cam at a tour class, like my San Francisco class. Earlier this week, I taught in San Francisco. It was so much fun. Some arts donated space so that I could teach class. And um, Paul from A Sound Objective in the Bay Area, if you need any sound amplification rental needs, Paul's your guy. Um, he donated uh, professional sound equipment. So I got to wear a Britney mic and like really have like clear, beautiful sound. It makes such a difference as an aerobics class. Like I remember one time on tour um, in Minneapolis, like I found out that like, you know, the sound was just so rotten that like people couldn't really hear me. And I'm like, well, they all seem to really enjoy themselves anyway. So, you know, sometimes like our communication is visual. Um, we, we win some, we lose some when we're touring artists, finding random spaces to pop up in and tour. Uh, with. So anyway, thank you everybody who came out to San Francisco. It was so much fun to teach there. Um, and also 
Thank you to Ginger in Arlington, Washington for popping in as a new Facky Dance Party regular in the Patreon. And Loretta for upgrading that uh, membership from a $5 level to uh, the weekly aerobics class. Like, thank you so much for your support. All of you who support the Patreon. Um, I am just truly honored to get to create a carnival of delights for you um, on this special platform. And uh, I just want to also just preview this episode with Beautiful Existence, my friend who I'm very excited to share with you, who identifies as a business oracle, a soligamist, um, who is kind of like a, a magical knower of things. Um, and I just, just really appreciate her presence in the world. And I am excited to share her with you. But I also just want to say in recording this, there were a few times where the sound just kind of like would go out on the recording. And I think it had to do with our internet connection, which is, you know, rough. And I so I edited it. I just took the gaps out and it kind of makes me like jump a little bit in terms of like when she's talking. But I think it makes her sound more like an oracle. I mean, even more than she actually sounds like an oracle. So I just want to just add a little Battlestar Galactica moment to this. Like, you know, like one of those uh, one of the Cylons, like one of the. You know, the one in the ship. Anyway, I'm just like doing a, a Battlestar Galactica casual reference at the top of my podcast. It's time to get going. Hey, everybody. This is Bevan. Uh, welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to Beautiful Existence, a human being I met at the Glowing Goddess Getaway in Massachusetts who is just like a divine light radiating in this uh, in this existence. Like we all get to live at the same time as beautiful existence. And I'm just excited to introduce you to her and all of the incredible art and wisdom that she brings to the universe. Welcome to the show, B. Thank you. That was very kind and gracious of you to say. What a heartfelt introduction. I am super grateful. Hey, everybody from Florida. <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening to this and not watching it on the video, uh, I just want you to picture B in a lounge chair underneath a jacaranda tree in Florida by some sort of body of water, uh, just like With an iguana oh. right next to me <laughs> on the shores. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. Uh, so legit. Where in Florida do you live? Um, so when I first came here in 2018 was like, like paradise. I knew it immediately because I'm just always been tapped into energy. Um, and, uh, I did a lot of uh, studies with a couple of different energy teachers when I lived in Boulder years ago. And so as soon as I, I was, I already had a premonition universe spoke to me when I was in Seattle of 2017 and said, put your feet in the sand in Florida. And when I came down here, I was like amazing. And my life immediately started going from Palm Beach, where my friends were in West Palm Beach, to Key West, because Key West absolutely called me. And since then, I moved everything from Seattle and Boston, came down here officially in 2019, and have been just like completely soaking up the spiritual sun, surf, 
sand, amazing, you know, fountain of youth down here since. And so now I'm ready and recharged through Florida, my spiritual home now, to just, you know, burst out with all of the things that Plant Spirit has been like graciously raising up in my life for especially the last couple of years. So <laughs> Florida is a really big recalibration, healing, sacred spot without a doubt. Oh my God. I have to say yes. one of my very favorite vacations I ever went on was to the Florida Keys. And yeah. I just have been pining to go back ever since. It's so Yeah. Cool. You got to meet my fishermen friends in Key West on Stock Island, man. Oh, they are I'm the ready. real deal. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Universe, let's make it. Let me go visit B. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So exciting. Okay. So B, will you tell us about the cannabis tarot? Absolutely. In fact, I had mentioned before um, we got on the call that I've been out here underneath my tree with all of this massive construction and 3D reality at the same time as nature happening right in front of me. And Plant Spirit was just like, you definitely have a card coming through the deck today. So first I want to say the uh, Cannabis Flower of Life tarot deck um, came to me um, years ago when I was putting together my first book and this is the deck um and it has been like an absolute like spiritual divine birthing of a divination tool is no joke um it had been cultivating within me for literally about nine months i know exactly when i was seated i was in an exhibit at harvard in boston and madame lenormand's tarot deck was on display because one of, of a real nine month gestation process just like i've had two kids in this lifetime this deck was birthed literally through me and it i wrote about it and it was just featured in skunk magazine they brought on my connecting with cannabis um series which is actually an invitation to everybody else to contact me and ask them what to channel for their question or whatever with deck and so that's on skunk magazine and after it was birthed through me it was just a matter of the astrology and the timing and getting it into print and getting it out to the world and since then and especially in 2019 the deck is now actually in three international museums, both hash, hemp, and marijuana museums in Amsterdam and Spain, and the Na International Tarot Museum in Brussels, and it was admitted to the MIT Distinctive Collections this last fall. I literally, like the tarot deck has just blown my mind, and it's just one of the divination tools. I have four others that have been coming through me for 2020. Um, and yeah, I'm just super, super connected and blessed with plant spirit. And this deck was a huge catalyst for really getting me aligned with like real, like plant spirit and just the entire, um, ability to connect and help other people connect either myself and the work that I do with them, because now I'm a business oracle for most multiple businesses, including two cannabis companies. Um, so like the plant spirit heals you beyond, beyond physical, mental, absolutely spiritual. It only sees your greatness. It only knows your purest residency as a soul. And it, it's absolute truth. I have so much that has been coming into my life, around my life, 
um, and connecting to it and now helping other people connect to it. And I talk to them all over the world that use the deck. So it's been like a child and an absolute blessing, not only plant spirit, but to be able to bring forth this deck. It is, it is such a blessing, honestly. Wow. I, okay. So many things resonating for me. First and foremost, like seeing our artistic creations as children, like I too, like Fat Kid Dance Party had a nine month gestation from idea to uh, when I started it, <laughs> like when I started teaching and, you know, like, and also just kind of like allowing human gestation process to be part of our creative process, kind of yep. beautiful. And, yep. and also I'm curious if the Cannabis Tarot is something that you've printed and had available for sale or if it's this like artistic thing that lives in museums um well no all of the above so it's definitely already like cataloged in academic and museums but it has been on videos going up on skunk every month besides the connecting with cannabis where i channel for people their questions um, absolutely people can buy, purchase this i have like shipping i have international shipping and i actually am in negotiations for two major international distributorships of the deck oh. so yeah 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 there is just it it doesn't stop and anyways i want to be able to at least show also that today when I sat with Plant Spirit right before um, we got on our call, the King of Swords came up. And this is such a fucking connection. Like I can't even begin to tell you how divinely connected this deck is. It is pure source um, because the King of Swords in and of itself, you know, is business and leadership and kingdom with a real intellect last year for the next seven years. And this card Literally, we are in the process of right now, Uranus going um, direct when it's been in retrograde for months and months and months since last year. And Uranus in Taurus right now is ruled by, um, oh, I just thought, I forgot it, Venus. And so Uranus in Taurus is like ruled by Venus right now. There's so much about art and fashion and everything that Venus rules, like money and resources and beauty that is absolutely coming to the forefront. But to have this card come out, this shows everybody exactly how aligned, not only plant spirit we all know is, but this, this divination tool in the deck, because we are literally on the ninth right now, going into January 10th, and that is Uranus. And Uranus is going direct and it's going direct on a lunar sign and this this card has the moon on it i mean i can't even begin to tell you just how much you will get from these divination tools because i just sit in pure plant spirit and they literally come through me just like i do with the oracle and holding space for sea level execs and owners it literally is that they're in their leadership and we're in capricorn we have three huge planets in Capricorn right now, all this year, Jupiter and its home sign Saturn and Pluto. There is huge, like this year, buckling down, being all business, going for the grit, knowing that this Venus energy is transforming feminism, equality, you know, um, balance with male, female energy, 
beauty, love, you know, artistry, all of the good stuff, money. Uranus and Taurus is huge about money transformation and be and being an Aquarius and being like all part of the collective. Like this is absolutely what we're moving into. Um, so I have uh, associations big time on the West Coast. I have for years. Um, I lived out in Seattle and grew up in the Pacific Northwest. I'm actually um, getting a second place established in Seattle this year and starting to go between both coasts. So I'm going to be way more West Coast too um, because East Coast is absolutely opening up with cannabis and now with the, with the tarot deck and the things that I'm doing as an oracle, like I'm just needing to have a full integration of like long weekend retreats at cannabis farms up in the Emerald Triangle um, and people in Seattle, Colorado, definitely already um, Florida and down here because this is just now opening up. Um, I have a bunch of contacts in New England and a couple of different events and I have been invited to Spanibus and bringing the deck there because it's already in Spain at the International Museum. So lots of stuff. <laughs> it's so exciting. I'm like particularly selfishly excited that you're going to be coming out to Seattle because I live like, you know, a couple hours away. So I'm excited to see Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Yes. I have to bring in the West Coast energy again because I've been abundantly raised up in East Coast Florida and now it's just like it's everywhere plant spirit is everywhere. I love it. I love it. I'm excited to move towards uh, more legalization. Um, will you talk about your like experience with cannabis, like coming into cannabis as plant medicine and like sort of coming out as a cannabis, like entrepreneur, artist, creator, divinator, oracle, all of that? Yeah, um, it's definitely been an evolution. Um, I know that because I've had multiple past lives, I've done a lot of past life work. I was born as a medium, as a child. Um, I had magic around me this entire existence. And years later, after I've done my own past life and worked with a lot of other people on past life, I've known that I was just reclaiming knowledge that I've already had in multiple lifetimes that I've mastered. And so, um, you know, I've had Egypt, I've had France, I've had a lot of these really big processes that we're going through and that we closed a lot of in December of last year um, and that we had been working astrologically to close off, be rid of, like all of this stuff. I came into it with magic, but I had a lot of conditioning around me that was suppressing it. And so it really wasn't until I kind of went through all teens, 20s wasn't aligned with my higher self, um, but it had always been around me because I grew up on a farm. And the first day that we were there um, at the farm, um, I was like in first grade, and they were taking out track lighting from what would become my room and taking out huge bags of seeded plants that were stored in garbage bags in the attic space. And they would not let me go out, the adults would not let me go out to where the burn piles were. Of all of these big huge bags and I knew years later when I recalled those memories that she had always been around me in this lifetime and so I was like wow and I just went off you know on my Saturn return and it, when my Saturn return happened in my early 30s I was living in Boulder Colorado and I already had my past lives 
my mastery within self-healing, within magic, um, all of the, you know, lost information that a lot of our civilizations have just, you know, re-emerging, re-coming back into collective consciousness. Um, she like healed me in Seattle when I lived there from really serious um, medical conditions, you know, breast cancer, moving through being able to heal myself and then help under others understand how to heal themselves too and plant spirit is absolutely divinely connected into it so as soon as she turned me on as soon as my physical body was calibrated to her medicine she started then raising me back into my ethereal connection and my born abilities in this lifetime getting me past all of the ego and all of the patterns and all of the things that I had taken on for many years and that the universe, you know, opened back up with my Saturn return and said, here, here are your teachers, here are your gurus, here is your medicine. Remember, 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 remember. And she's been helping me remember and heal in truly profound ways ever since I fully integrated her back into my lifetime in this lifetime, which I officially came out my healing, all of her medicine integration, all of that in physical form, ethereal form was taking place in 2015 and 2016. I officially came out at the beginning of 2017 and started to tell people what I had been experiencing. And then it's just been magic, magic, magic every fucking day since. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Ah. Can you, speaking of coming out, will you also talk about like the process of coming out as queer and like as someone who's like magically connected? Because I think like these things are often interconnected. Those are definitely two merging and constantly emerging paths without a doubt. Um, I would have to say that I, I had already completely accepted my magical qualities since the time I was born into this existence. I mean, I have been working with so many different knowledges to reclaim uh, and capture um, ancient Babylonian astrology, tropical astrology. I've had numerous readings on my own charts years ago, and I you know, I saw the connections. I saw the maps and was told by my teachers that it was absolutely already ingrained in this lifetime, especially related to magic and connection. Um, I just let programs within humanity like claim that from me for a while in my life, but that absolutely has always been there. And cannabis plant spirit absolutely was part of that, but I had been on this awakened path for many years um, on and off because it's always, always been there deep down in my soul. Um, but as for, um, identity, identity has been a real, um, evolution in this lifetime. And I also realized by doing my past life work, I had been gay in another lifetime where I had a trauma and I had been carrying that through multiple lifetimes. And so there was a real hesitancy in this lifetime for me to claim that and reclaim that for many years i had people around me as a child teasing me about it even though i was very feminine identified but i was very um i was very defensive when people would say things too i knew that it was there since i already known it i'd known it for years i had been out as bisexual since i was in my early 20s 
Um, but the plant spirit got me really fucking clear of who I was in my soul. Um, because I'm a polygamist, I'm self-married. I married myself in 2015, which was also a huge fucking awakening in, in sense of self. Um, and I'm writing a book. It's actually being shopped with publishing companies with my agent right now. So, and I have been able to, and blessed to be able to talk to other polygamists from all over the world because it is such a transformative decision and awareness that you get to on a level of self-mastery to claim your own divine right to have male, female divine energy it within your soul. And so anyways, yeah, it's been definitely cannabis plant spirit that helped completely fucking shoot that to the surface because I married myself six months before all of my cancer symptoms, all of plant integration started. And as soon as she was healing and I just had my physical, emotional body completely saturated with her medicine, all of a sudden my like complete identity within self and polygamy and, you know, clarity over my sexual identity. Um, it's all been raising and evolving and securing. And she brought that through because my soul was ready. My soul was ready to know that. Love it. Will you also talk about like how, how old you are in this existence in this plane of thing and like how you've kind of like made peace with the, you know, the aging process? Because I think like, um, you know, for me, like being a person who like once I was aiming at 40, I knew all this ageism in our society was trying to keep me feeling bad about that. And I was like, no, I got to embrace exactly where I'm at. So, <laughs> yeah absolutely um talk about breaking another pattern and design around keeping people under conditioning and mentally and socially um ageism i've been down in florida for two years it is an absolute fact like but i was so lucky in this lifetime because i was raised around really matriarchal systems like pacific northwest is highly asian in the west coast and that is a matriarchal society and i also had really um amazing matriarchal um like uh examples in my life because i had a great great grandmother or a great grandmother from france who was a feisty little french woman and you know the entire like family rotated around her and it's just always been in my um, this existence for me to see women of age in very defined, very um, responsible king queenly energy roles. Um, and so since I was a little girl in this lifetime, I'm like, I am all hell yeah about being an older wise woman where you look at everybody. And this is my theory about what wisdom actually is. You give less fucks about anything. That is what wisdom is. <laughs> and that is what I've seen from these women all of this lifetime. They just did not give a shit because the patterns and designs of society, awareness, enlightenment through wisdom that you obtain usually naturally through age, hopefully. And if you aspire to it, to gain it and to understand a sense of self-mastery you can achieve that people come in with that ability but older people they just have this way of like being in this world that is just like 
That wisdom means no care about the designs, your ego, other people's whatever they want to say. It's like, I am grateful to be goddamn alive, healthy, happy, you know, wherever you are, like it has nothing to do. So like age and women, I, I just don't resonate with those patterns because I've been so graciously, abundantly shown my entire life that my measure was becoming an older, wise, sage woman and just being like, fuck all to everything else that doesn't serve me in this life. <laughs> and I have definitely stepped into it. Absolutely stepped into it. And even religions say after the age of 40, it is literally in the Torah after the age of 40. Um, the number 42 has always been my number in this lifetime. And even books like um, I learned as a child, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a computer that programs what's the answer to life, the meaning of the universe and everything. And it takes a million years and the computer comes back with the answer 42. I married myself when I was 42. Plant spirit came into me to heal me when I was 42. I cannot even begin to tell how many women I say it all the time and men. There is a Saturn return astrologically you go through in your early 30s. In your 30s, you're starting to really reconnect to who you are, what your importance is, what really matters in the world. And by the time you hit your early 40s, you're just like, fuck all everything else that doesn't serve me. I am growing, growing, growing wise. And plant spirit connects to that. When you are in your soul's purest vibration, plant spirit's like, hell yeah, ready to play goddess. That amplifies, that shit amplifies so quick because plant spirit is just divine connection. Absolutely divine connection. So what you give to it, it will amplify. And especially if you're in your highest frequencies, without a doubt. Yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I know I do too. I live at it every single day. I have integrated with plants here and I help people how to advise them when they don't even have medicine in them. You can be connected to plant spirit without medicine or only on CBD or integrating THC. It does not matter. Once you actually connect to plant spirit, you can always call it in. It's your heart chakra connection. That's how the plant easily um, connects to us, like all the chakras, but the heart chakra connection is our divine bridge to plant spirit. And that's how I help people get realigned, get realigned to your highest soul's vibration and let plant spirit just amplify and connect and radiate that into the world. Oh, I love Absolutely. that. Oh, so good. <laughs> I know I do too. <laughs> Switching into this role as business oracle because in the in this lifetime, I my first company was an internet company in the late '90s in Seattle. So I have been around media, marketing, and co-owning companies for 20 years. And so when you get to a level of mastery of anything, you start being able to have this hindsight, this 2020 hindsight, and predictability of realizing kings and queens had oracles. All of these people in this world have oracles. High business leaders and executives, guaranteed, they still have people that are connected in a 
ethereal ways. Why do you think billions of people have always looked at the Pope? Divine fucking connection. Dalai Lama. We all have this connection. Plant spirit is one way. Divination tools is another way. Um, but like being able to just see this, I, I have a lot of the business that's coming through. So personally, I have a tremendous amount of knowing um, big picture vision because uh, cannabis plant spirit is connected to the divine. My sun sign is a Gemini, so I automatically can see really large picture vision and it can come through and I can contain that and be able to orate it and communicate it. So with astrologically, I'll, I'll start with astrologically because there's multiple levels of knowledge and information and we're in multiple dimensions now, which means that multiple knowledges of information are simultaneously happening now. If you can resonate with that and get that concept, you are absolutely awakened, walking on a path, you get it, you see it, you you understand this manifestation and these synchronous but multiple levels of knowledge. So just on an astrological basis, both sidereal, which is ancient or Vedic astrology, and tropical, which is modern, they are both simultaneously happening. Sidereal is having this movement from the calibration of the actual constellations and the designs and what they represent in the sky, because everything eventually changes to this alignment of being the center base. So it's the sun planet you know, based, and it's not really going to change. So on a tropical nature of astrology, we have three huge planets um, this year that are all uh, Saturn in its home sign of Capricorn. So it's, it's totally in its strength. Pluto, which is completely transformative, also in Capricorn. And then the biggest, most beneficent planet that expands everything jupiter is in capricorn so this year in 2020 is all about like capricorn energy getting shit done getting to the top of the fucking pinnacle uh, of that mountain and that goal and that opportunity by every day constantly doing what the king of swords is logic you know, looking at the opportunities, being objective, making sure that you measure things, you cross all your T's, dot all your I's, you're always moving towards that bigger picture and vision. Um, we're astrologically in a big year for making sure people are personally responsible because responsibility is huge with Capricorn. Being personally responsible, making sure that everything that you do you are working towards that pinnacle, which is why it was so important for people to not only shed everything for the last couple of years and get cleansed and cleared to be able to focus on what their biggest self was. So they had that vision already in place. And tomorrow on the 10th of January is a huge lunar eclipse, which is very, very transformative for individual souls. And then two days later is the Saturn-Pluto conjunction which hardly ever happens like almost every 40 years and when it does it is like social change so 2020 is ushering in major things about getting your shit done knowing who the hell you are making sure you are always on that energy and then there's major players like Uranus going direct tomorrow with this lunar eclipse in Venus going okay feminism is getting fucking recalibrated equality is getting recalibrated 
we're all moving these planets into Aquarius, which is about the collective and is about humanity and, and moving things forward like environmentalism, taking care of the earth, technology, knowledge sharing, opportunity and possibility for everyone, not just power down. Um, there are a lot of changes that are going on. And I've already talked a lot about that, but just on another knowledge level, numerologically, um, uh, numerology is actually shifting too and having multiple dimensions within its so for those that understand the synchronicities of seeing a number like you brought up 555 five, five, I have one 555 five, five posts you know it's like okay understand what is this meaning of 555 and definitely you know like change and my one 555 post was all about the numerological like resequencing in 2020 that's happening of having multiple it's literally the sign that it's supposed to be in and also bringing in the set the next number in in the sequence so we have multiple dimensions coexisting right now everywhere and it's happening all over astrology numerology it's happening everywhere for a ton of people and plant spirit helps raise that <laughs> oh i love that oh i'm so excited to actor in a benevolent yeah. world with you yeah there's so much that's coming in honestly and at the end of 2020 with all these numerological repatterns and designs, with this integration of multiple times and multiple dimensions and multiple knowledges that you take into consideration and be objective about and try and figure out what's the best plan for the leadership in the kingdom within it, um, by the end of 2020, we officially astrologically start going into the age of Aquarius. And everything that we've been in for the last 240 years, which has been earth-based energy, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's been uh, getting money out of the earth for gold, steel, and metal, um, minerals, resources, the whole, you know, eruption of environmentalism and the degradation of the planet, everything that is oil, everything that has been coming from the earth for the last 240 years, by the end of 2020, is shifting into Aquarius, air, technology, um, innovation, uh, education, intelligence, knowledge, the collective, opportunity, equality, um, like all of that. And we have already seen it. Because a couple of years ago, they even have documentaries on Netflix about this because it's so pivotal. And astrologically, all these people that follow astrology know, but society is actually now seeing it and calling it out. Um, data overtook the um, oil as the world's largest commodity a couple of years ago. Data, technology, Aquarius, it's already starting to show up. It is literally already starting to shift and we can see it. And this is astrology. It is literally like, you know, the universe wants to help us understand how to be our biggest self, how to heal, how to not let any of these patterns stop us, bind us, you know, how to be able to connect with our divinity and our ability to read the, the knowledges and the education that have been here for tens of thousands, millions of years on this planet. And we're reclaiming that. We're reclaiming all of it and is rising because the way in the systems, even the universe is like, nope, we're on to another thing here. This is evolution. 
we're moving out of, you know, trying to take all of the resources and power and money out of the earth. You're moving into a different, a different way now, people. So ultimately, big, big picture is we're finally in the age of Aquarius. What the hippies like helped us usher in 40, 50 years ago, we are literally astrologically finally going into the age of Aquarius. And so it's a whole huge new cycle, 240 years with different planets and different aspects that have been closing off that we had been shedding that we had been being called or forced especially since 2017 2018 to get the fuck rid of because they were not serving us and we're literally right now in what is the first like shift into what did you make the decision of in December 2019 what have you let go of shifting and this realigning with people and projects and opportunities and all of this stuff has been taking place because it is this recalibration all year 2020 is no joke when you say hindsight and future vision it is literally happening this year everything is multi-dimensional 2020 it is all it has been showing us we have been being fed this awareness forever and so yeah there are different aspects that in 2012 we're starting to be ushered in that are now in completion and have shifted into we ushered it in, man. And Uranus is in Venus for the next seven years. That is equality. That is the rise of feminism. Venus is no joke. She is working with Uranus and it is going direct tomorrow. Um, and we've mostly been in a retrograde since it moved into Uranus. I mean, it moved in and like the next month or month and a half later, it went into retrograde. So this is the first time that we're really, really going to start seeing the future forecast of even just that planet in Venus for the next second, seven years. So everything is new. Everything is getting finalized and recalibrated, especially this year, because once it actually is really shifting into Aquarius and the end of this 2020 like recalibration year there's going to be aspects to it always but in general this is all about transformation and change because those powers that be that had the power and the money and the control especially over earth-based elements because so many planets have been in earth for the last couple hundred years you know they're not going to want to give up control for a while so we are really in a fluctuation and so the people that are called, the people that know who your highest self is, the people that plant spirit is reclaiming our ancient wisdoms and getting past these patterns because the universe knows that we have to, as a collective species, to be able to be in union and aligned with the universe. It's going to do shit without us or not. <laughs> Just FYI, the universe will do it without us or not. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Where are the best places for people to connect with you? Oh, I, I love personal connections. Um, that's happening more and more with the tarot tour and with all of the invitations and things that have been coming up. So I'm very grateful for that because I definitely love the individual ability to connect with people. It's how the businesses and everything are really being assisted and amplified for sure because the connecting with cannabis or column um, that comes out every month it's not only in print in the print issues but online and that really is people's ability to you know, but at least those two places right now I mean the tarot deck is on cannabis it has its own Instagram 
Um, but oddly enough, I'm actually working with three tech companies. So there's going to be a lot more new tech, I can assure you, that comes out. So it will be many other places. Um, so Skunk Magazine has brought me on and Connecting with Cannabis column is in both their print and their online. And I have um, monthly tarot videos that are with them as well. And like I said, Instagram for both the tarot and for myself. I put a lot of my daily interactions and especially because I'm going to be traveling around so much more now a lot of the things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis are definitely on my Instagram which is my name beautiful existence um, and that, that is going to continue for a while at least until these other platforms are launched and then I'll let everybody know because one of them in particular definitely will have a lot more of my personal day-to-day -day content um, you know I've just been around tech for so long I can see trends and I know that these platforms right now everybody knows that there has to be something else coming like everybody can feel that there's something else now coming to the forefront for people to be able to connect online that's just gonna serve humanity a lot better and I'm lucky enough to be a business oracle for like two of those companies <laughs> I'm excited. I care about people connecting and connecting well and being able to grow and rise. And I love tech. Tech has this great ability to be the great equalizer. It has no ego bias. Yeah, humans design it and develop it. But when you have the right people with the right intentions behind the initial designs of it, it is the great equalizer. It offers ample opportunity and possibility in this world for so many things. And we have to, and I'm at the forefront of helping others reshape what technology looks like for humanity because it's incredibly important and it's Aquarius. So this, FYI, anybody wanting to have a business oracle piece of advice right now, look at all the Aquarian qualities for what it is that you are investing in, your time, effort, and energy. And it is gonna be knowledge, it is gonna be technology, it's gonna be innovation, it's gonna be environmentalism, healthcare because of Venus with Uranus for seven years. There's gonna be so, but you have to ask and reach out and talk to people that are connected to watching the astrology and the mapping who can channel or, or have the tarot deck and be able to you know, give you this divine connection to that bigger picture vision that's happening within everything. But that and, like, I love tech because I think the universe works really well through technology. Like yep. I think also just like a way that like forces greater than ourselves can come in and, and help move things along. I feel like it's, it's even easier for them to work through technology than it is for them to work. Absolutely. Because there's not a lot of free will choice getting in the way. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Wow. Yeah, exactly. You were so correct. And my first, you know, company in this lifetime being an internet company, we believed that in Seattle in the 90s. And I have never, ever let that go in my soul. Because I also worked with energy gurus is the freedom of flow of information, possibility, uh, monetization, you know, equality on all different levels. And tech is that great equalizer because it's an energy form. And it absolutely can be um, recalibrated towards different energies. That's why ghosts do things with like lights and stuff. No. That's why technology will go crazy when Mercury's in retrograde. 
<laughs> because there's bigger systems affecting that energy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, B, absolutely. thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your connection with us. I am just so delighted to introduce you to my podcast babes. Uh, it's just like a, a joy for me to introduce my friends to people, but especially people like you who just have such a unique imprint on this world. And I am just super grateful to be incarnated at the same time and to have had our lives cross. And I'm super excited to just see how we collaborate in the future and connect. Now I can hear you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, technology. Technology. Right? We're supposed to be like, you know, being a, yes, we love it. It blesses us. And, and it definitely is just like humans. It needs evolution. Uh -huh. We need to evolve and help it because it is absolutely a, a great ability. And it's, it's the future. It is absolutely the future that we can look forward to for doing these things. So and you're welcome. Thank you for asking me. I love being able to connect. I love helping and being, you got to be yourself, man. You got to fucking be yourself now. You cannot be anything less for anybody anymore. It will not serve you. And this universe is only aligned like plant spirit to raise you the fuck up into your highest being in this world. And we do this with each other. So I'm super grateful for technology for that too. <laughs> and I'm going to see you pretty soon because I'm West Coast. Yes. In the next couple of months. Yay. Yay. I know. We got a sesh. I need those forests. I need that Pacific Northwest energy too. I love my trees. I love my trees. Me and the mushrooms and the trees, we're ready for you. Hey, it's Bevan uh, with Post Roll. Okay, so the thing I was talking about is um, some of my favorite oracles. The Trash Oracle from Fraggle Rock. Oh, my God. Beautiful Existence. This Plant Spirit Oracle, Business Oracle that we just got to hear wisdom from. And also, I just wanted to say that I think a famous oracle is the hybrid from the Cylons, the thing that, like, runs the battleships or whatever. Um I just feel like the way that that character talked, if you're familiar with Battlestar Galactica at all, and this is where we're really just like sorting out the nerds, um, but the hybrid talked the way Beautiful Existence sounds in this interview at times because of the jump cuts, and I have to say, I'm into it. Like as a performance art sort of thing, I like was really excited about how that ended up. So I hope that you enjoyed uh, my creative edits on this, just literally letting technology give me gaps in time and just like clipping them out and seeing what happens. So, um, you know, maybe my podcast is a little Warholian. I don't know. But anyway, whoever you are, wherever you are, I want you to know that you are worthy of love exactly as you are. You are an incredible human being put on this planet for a purpose. You have a dream on your life. Anything that you've ever dreamed up is not a coincidence and you will be given the things that you need to do to bring your dream to life. You just, you know, got to grow into it. And speaking of growing through things, I got a listener question that I am excited to answer. Uh, so the question comes in, I broke up with my partner of three years, a year and a half ago. Every day I think about him. I feel like I've lost my soulmate and best friend. He won't even speak to me right now and hasn't in months. I have felt so empty and like nothing since we broke up. He's perfect. And I ended the love of my life. No day feels like it has purpose or meaning. I have almost given up so many times. 
How do you get through the breakups of relationships that felt they would last a lifetime without killing yourself? Now, first and foremost, um, I have wanted to kill myself after breakups a few times. And so I know what that feels like. It sucks to feel so powerless. It sucks to feel like uh, you made a wrong decision. Um, One of the most important lessons I've learned in this life is that decision-making is a self-correcting process. If you are meant to be with someone, the universe will work hard and conspire and get you back together. Uh, If you are not meant to be with that person, you literally just have to grow through this. Like, I want to say, like, time heals all wounds, and that's true. Like, after time passes, you can feel healed, but you won't if you don't if you don't learn the lessons and like, cause you're just going to keep going through the same pain again and again, if you don't learn the lesson. So you either grow through what you're going through right now. Um, look at your stuff, you know, like it sounds like you have a lot of remorse over making a decision to end something, but like maybe that was just a brave choice you made and you like boldly, you know, moved into it. And like, you want to go back to that comfortable thing that you knew that relationship, But really, like, you know, sometimes the impetus to break up, it happens because you need to do that. And, like, it's going to feel hard. And um, if you, like, want to get back with someone, I think one of the best things you can do is to just show that person that you can do personal growth work and stick to something and continue to choose to be uncomfortable every day so that you can be the best version of yourself for that relationship. That's what real commitment is. And if you feel like you want to be with that person, just prove it by growing. And even with no end in sight that they necessarily, like, choose you, right? Like, this isn't, like, you guys, romantic comedy is part of the problem, part of the solution, you know? Like, it's not always going to be Notting Hill. It's not always going to be the person you were in love with before. But the best part about growing is that you become a different person and you become attracted and attractive to different people who are also like vibing in that like growth thing. So if it's not your ex who you're pining after, like you just keep growing and then you become awesome and meet someone else awesome. Um, but it just seems like you're putting him on a pedestal, calling this guy perfect. Um, nobody's perfect. Um, and may I amend that to say Poe Buddy's nerfect. Um, you know what I mean? Like just don't make one person your only option and don't make someone a priority who makes you an option. And this guy is saying he doesn't want to get back with you. So anyway, that's my two cents. Um, I hope that helps. Um, and I just like want you to know that like one day at a time, you're going to get through this. I have survived every, uh, breakup of a lifetime relationship I've had. Um, and I've had multiples and sometimes it felt like I didn't know how I was going to get through the day, but I still did. I did. I did it minute by minute, moment by moment. And I just made choices to stay alive and made choices to like, you know, distract myself until I could like really look at myself and like keep moving forward. Like in the past year ish, almost a year since my big breakup, um, with my ex fiance, um, I have done so much growth work and like I even read like a few like a couple marriage books and I've read a ton of communication books and like really applied myself to becoming the best version of myself and just really doing that like has helped a lot process the breakup. I'm still 
not over it and I want to be like fully healed. But like, you know, this stuff takes time. And sometimes it like, I don't know. I just remember. So rewind to my first fiance. Um, it took me more than a year, but less than two years to get over him. And I'll tell you why I know. And that's simply because like I stopped keeping track of time anymore. Like that I got kind of just tired of clocking about whether or not I was feeling better yet. Um, and so I had just kind of, it was more than a year after. And then, um, but like when I hit the two year mark, um, I wasn't counting time anymore. And my friend Bryn told me that my ex fiance was engaged to somebody else and I didn't care. And I noticed that I didn't care when she told me about it. Like, it, nothing happened in my heart. I just didn't care. Like, I'm happy for him, right? Like, whatever whatever happens, I want him to be happy, and I want him to have his best possible life. Um, but, like, I didn't care in my heart, and I, and I noticed that I wasn't in love with him anymore. And it was this, like, real intense moment. Because, um, like, releasing the feelings from that relationship was really hard for me. And I... Um, realized that it had taken me almost as long as I was with him to get over him. And it felt like this kind of like weird failure, simultaneous triumph. Like it took way longer than I wanted it to, but it was actually like way less than, um, it could have been. And I was grateful that it was over. And so I just want to offer that, like in terms of just a timeline thing, like I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, exhausted by my own grief at this moment, you know, like with the feelings of, of dealing with a breakup of a long time relationship. But you know, when your lives are really entwined, there's just like a, an echo effect in like terms of all the things you have to release, um, in order for a, a break to be final. And also, you know, I didn't make the choice to not be friends with my ex and that sucked. Uh, so I feel you on that. Um, but in the end, I think it's great that we're not friends. I think it's actually really helping my healing uh, accelerate. And so I'm glad for it. Anyway, I hope that helps. Uh, if you have a life question or whatever, uh, shoot me an email, bevinsparty at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, bevinsparty on Instagram. Um, and yeah, all that worthiness stuff still applies. You're totally worthy of love exactly as you are, no matter what your relationship status is, your age, your height, your weight your IQ, your uh, economic status, anything about you, nothing affects your worthiness. You're just worthy. That You just show up worthy. Isn't that amazing? Babies are worthy. You're still worthy. Love you.